Despite the differences of age and sex, there was a sameness about the guests who sat in the carefully laid-out rows of lacy white wrought-iron chairs. They all looked prosperous and conservative, very much like people accustomed to giving orders instead of taking them, all except the beautiful woman who sat toward the back. In a sea of Halston and Saint Laurent, Paige Falconer, the bride's younger sister, was conspicuous in a maroon thrift-store dress from the thirties draped at the shoulders with a funky pink marabou boa. As the music of the processional swelled, Susanna Falconer turned her head slightly and spotted the cynical smile on her sister's pouty mouth. She resolved not to let her old conflicts with Paige spoil her wedding day. At least her sister had decided to attend the ceremony, which, after everything that had happened, was more than Susanna had expected. Once again she was conscious of the tight pearl choker. She made herself forget about Paige, and take in the beauty of the gardens instead. Marble statuary carved in Vicenza, and sparkling fountains purchased from a chateau in the Loire Valley, gave the gardens an old-world look. Dozens of urns containing rose bushes heavy with white blooms had been strategically placed throughout the greenery, Gardenias floated in the fountains, and festoons of white ribbon blew gently in the June breeze. Everything was perfect, exactly as she had arranged it. She concentrated on Cal, who was waiting for her beneath the pristine white canopy that had been constructed in front of the largest of the stone fountains. With his upper-crust good looks, Calvin Theroux reminded her of the men in magazine ads for expensive scotch. At the age of forty-two, he was one of the most influential men in the Falconer Corporation. Despite their seventeen-year age difference, she and Cal were considered to be a perfect match. They had everything in common. Both had been raised in prosperity, she in San Francisco, he in Philadelphia. They had gone to the most exclusive private schools and moved in the best circles. Of course, Cal hadn't been kidnapped when he was seven, but then neither had most people. The choker tightened around her throat. She heard the distant sound of a riding mower and imagined her father's displeasure when he realized that the gardener at the neighboring estate had chosen this particular hour on a Saturday afternoon to cut the lawn. He would be annoyed that she hadn't thought to send the neighbors a note. Cal's arm brushed against her own as she reached the altar. "'You look beautiful,' he whispered. The sun-tanned creases at the corners of his eyes deepened as he smiled. The minister cleared his throat and began, "'Dearly beloved,' she knew she was doing the right thing by marrying Cal. She always did the right thing. Cal loved her. He was mature and thoughtful, and he would be a perfect husband. But the knot of misery that had been growing inside her refused to ease. "'Who gives this woman to be married to this man?' "'I do.' Joel Falconer's strong, handsome features were softened by the intense expression of fatherly pride that lurked about his mouth— as he transferred her hand from his own arm to Cal's. He stepped away, and she could hear him taking his place in the second row of chairs. The sound of the lawnmower grew louder. Her maid of honor took the bridal bouquet, and Susanna's hand slipped discreetly to her neck. She looped her index finger just over the top of the Bennett family choker, and eased it away from her skin. Cal was listening intently to the minister's words and didn't notice. I, Calvin James Theroux, take thee, Susanna Bennett Falconer. The noise of the mower had grown so loud that others had begun to notice. Cal's nose twitched, as if he had just caught a whiff of something unpleasant. Susanna stood quietly, her eyes steady, her mind unsettled. 
and then she realized that the sound wasn't coming from a mower at all, but from something else entirely. She sucked in her breath, and all the blood drained from her head. The minister was talking to her now. She couldn't concentrate. The noise was coming closer, moving around the side of the house and heading directly for the gardens. Cal turned to look. The minister stopped talking. Susanna could feel her skin growing damp beneath her breasts. And then it happened. The peaceful gentility of the Falconer Gardens was shattered by the loud, vulgar roar of a big black twin-engine Harley-Davidson motorcycle shooting into view. The bike barreled across the manicured lawn and cut past a statue of Andromeda. The rider's cry rang out over the noise of the engine, a primitive, atavistic cry. Susie! With a choked exclamation, she spun around. The pulse at the side of her throat began to throb. Her father leapt to his feet, knocking his chair askew. Cal curled his hand protectively over her wrist. The bike came to an abrupt stop at the